Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Friday afternoon on a rainy day in Crossville, over here with my buddy Bill. Um, I came across something recently that I feel is very important. Uh, actually, I'm not the only one that feels it's very important. Some of you have uh, mailed it to it's actually mailed this to me. I was, I was surprised because it's only got like six or 700 uh, views so far. It's on BitChute. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's on Dr. Lee Merritt's uh, station too. She has her own station. But the ones I got are from BitChute. Uh, we'll be putting that up with this broadcast. Uh, now, I've, I've featured Dr. Lee Merritt before. As far as I'm concerned, and I did a deep dive into uh, microbiology. And uh, my IQ is pretty much off the charts. I don't want to brag, but, you know, I studied it for six months. Uh, I was struck. I was struck by the amount of, of, of just pure bullshit in the field. Uh, first of all, viruses, <laughs> uh, and no, no, I don't think they're exons. Uh, viruses, uh, viruses, uh, how you define a virus, okay, is when it's free-floating, okay, that's not in the body, it can't replicate itself. It's not alive. It's not, it's not classified as a live organism, okay? Uh, only when it gets inside its host can it replicate itself. That's how a virus is defined. Second thing, very important, you must know this, because they are bullshitting you up, down, and sideways with their scanning electron microscopes. A virus is between 60 to 80 nanometers, okay? The smallest an electron microscope can see is 200 nanometers. They can't see a virus in a scanning electron microscope. What they're telling you is, is they're seeing it with STEM, quote, unquote. It's actually capital S-T-E-M, which is, it's, it's, it's an acronym for something. Who knows? I don't care either. STEM electron microscopes that can supposedly see smaller than one nanometer. But what they do is they take a bunch of shots, and then they, 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 they manipulate them, they tinker, calculate, quote, unquote, uh, until they, they get a coarse grain image of the parts together that they would like to see. In other words, it's like a kid playing with one of those little sketch games. Uh, which brings us to Dr. Uh, Wag. Dr. Wag, uh, Phil, uh, Phil's insisting I call her Dr. Wag because I can't pronounce her, na- her first name. But I'm going to pronounce it because I'm really impressed with this woman. Pornima Wag. PhD. Now, Dr. Lee Merritt is an orthopedic surgeon, a highly trained orthopedic surgeon, uh, um, uh, Marine, and her husband is a Pentagon bigwig, uh, which allows a certain leeway. She also says on this, in the interview, she's the only one that ever got demonetized from, uh, from Substack uh, that she knows of. Uh, so that they don't like her. But uh, there's probably not much she can do about her. They can do about her, considering who she knows. 
But when she's talking in mind, you got to keep in mind, she's an orthopedic surgeon, okay? Probably the hardest surgery there is to, 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 to really go into. But in any case, she's not a microbiologist. Now, on the other hand, she found herself a woman named Dr. Wang, who's been a microbiologist since she was 13 years old. Wag, wag, Pornima Wag. Uh, her father owned a lab in India. She came here when she was 18, uh, and uh, she she's been uh, she she worked in the lab when she was 13. So uh, this this is uh, for. Her whole family's microbiologists. This, this woman is, uh, you know, she was born into this field. And uh, what I heard her start saying was amazing. I, I just, my, my jaw dropped. Uh, she goes into, uh, first of all, I don't think bacteria, I, I don't think there is any, any such thing, uh, any such microorganism besides bacteria. Uh, and fungus, and fungus. But a fungus can be a multicellular organism. Uh, it's, it's a little different. A bacteria is always supposedly, but they do, they do form agglutinations, supposedly always a unicellular organism. But in any case, right, there's only two, micro, really two microorganisms. And, and a bacteria is distinguished by its lack of a nucleus, okay? Uh, and it can not have a cell wall, too, because this really tiny bacteria, mycoplasma, the one that caused Gulf War syndrome and all those poor guys that took the anthrax vaccine that they now know, uh, it's called myco, uh, it was contaminated with mycoplasma fermentins. Now that cannot probably not be seen in a scanning electron microscope. It's about the same size as a bacteria. And it has no cell wall, uh, which originally they, 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 they called it a fungus, I believe. Uh, or fungi, but bacteria can be can, it can have no cell wall if it's in something called an L form, which they produce in labs all the time. So you just produce two different kinds of uh, viruses. The third would be a bacteriophage. Now the bacteriophage that's a real classic. I I wanted to write something about this. Uh, bacteriophages are. are, are they, they, they recycle everything in the ocean, 20% of it a day. Uh, they, 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 they're very tiny, and they're in seawater, millions of them, in, in, in a, a teaspoon of seawater. Sea but they have two phases. They have a lot, well, first of all, let me tell you what they look like in these supposed scanning electron microscope uh, pictures. They look, they're a, actually look like a diamond. It's an isohedron, and it's on stilts. And if you're going to tell me that that's occurring naturally in nature, I'm going to laugh at you. Uh, it, for all the world, looks artificial. And like I said, 20% of seawater is processed through it, and it kills the bacteria, the algae, and uh, um, it, it purifies the seawater. Without it, we, we would live in, uh, things would look like the the, the Back, back rivers of the Hudson River in New York, you know, with a green slime growing all over it. Uh, now, bacteriophages are called a virus. Why? Heaven knows. Okay? And, 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 and Dr. Purima, she brings this up. Uh, they, 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 they have two phases. They have a, 
a, a lytic cycle and a lysogenic cycle. Uh, what, a bacteria does not, or a virus does not have two cycles. A, a virus is either active when it goes into the is into the uh, uh, the host, or it's it's a viron. And it, it's it's a it's a piece of detritus. It's, it's it's like a piece of dirt. It's it's not alive. It's not alive. Well, that's one of the points that it's I heard. Not alive. Well, that's one of the points that I heard uh, Doctor Wog make in the uh, presentation that you were talking about was that. Uh, the the things they're calling viruses and that they're seeing as right. viruses De what they, what that word? are basically De trash. Detritus, right? Detritus. It's microscopic detritus. That's all it is. Cells, cells that have disintegrated, trash that's gotten into the system, pieces of RNA and DNA from dead cells. There's nothing alive in a virus. Um, and it can't. And, and one of her points was it could not be proven in a laboratory. No, they've never that isolated it. They like never will. They mean it all up. And that, that's any virus. Now well, well they haven't even had electron microscopes since uh, the, the early 30s was when it was invented. Like the, the Von Ardine invented the scanning electron microscope, and it was another German guy. Invented the stock one. They may have started using it at late 20. That's why they ran Royal Rife out of the business. She talks about Royal Rife. I saw that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I got a very good feeling when I heard that brought up. Yeah. And it seems that Dr. Merritt is, is really getting on board with how much bullshit there is in the medical community. That's what I was struck with when I studied, I studied microbiology. I, I, I mean, you know what? I started, uh, everything's transcription, reverse transcription, when supposedly the uh, RNA gives signals to DNA to make the. And I looked at it, and I looked at it, trying to understand it, but I, I got a built-in bullshit detector. And I, I, I can't process bullshit. It's rejected. And that's exactly what happened with this transcription stuff. I never could learn it. Uh, and it's still, uh, you know, it's 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 gobbledygook when I read it. Uh, this is not uh, this, this is not coherent. O only only somebody talks in a made up language like Latin, half Latin and makes up big eight syllable words, and, and they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, this is this is where Dr. Purnima comes in. She's been in a lab since she was about uh, 13 years old. Uh, what she's saying here. Is none of this stuff is proven in a lab. As a matter of fact, the lab results contradicts it. And when they go to, she, at one stage she examined 200 different samples uh, of uh, soil looking for, uh, hold on, I think I have it in my notes here. Uh, what the hell is the name of it? It's called Valley Fever. Anyway, you all know it is Valley Fever. And they were saying that uh, it, it, it's, it's coming from fungi spores. But she examined thousands, and, and she's not working by herself. There's like eight, she's an, she gives you the who she's working with. She doesn't name them. She gives a list. She gives a list, but she's, uh, one guy had his house burned down in the Philippines and had his life threatened. Uh, I mean, you know, in America, we still don't have that yet. The FBA may start that soon enough, but they're not doing it yet. 
So a lot, these, these scientists want to remain anonymous. Uh, Dr. Wang, she just don't care, I guess. Uh, she's like me. Uh, I, I really don't care. Uh, in any case, this Cossidio damascosis, or valley fever, just call it valley fever, right? Because I can't pronounce the other one. Uh, it's, these fungi spores, they couldn't find them. They, they examined thousands and thousands of soil samples. They examined thousands of lesions and, 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 and body flesh that they removed because it creates uh, lesions on the body, uh, just like uh, our dreaded monkeypox. And uh, these were sent into labs, and, and no, nobody, could find, nobody could find a thing. There's no, there's no spores in there. There's no sign of any fungi at all. Uh, what they did find was that the levels of methyl bromide were five times higher. This went on for two and a half years, by the way. It were five times higher in the human samples that they tested. Uh, now, methyl bromide is an odorless colorless gas used to control a wide variety of pests in agriculture, shipping, including fungi, weeds, and insects, nematodes, roundworms, etc. Uh, it's banned in California. It's deadly. Uh, well, you go. I'm going to take a quick rabbit trail here, considering methyl bromide and and finding things like that in people's systems. You know, the the Veterans Administration had to own up to Agent Orange, the chemicals in Agent right. Orange, and what it's done to the human body. They've had to own up to the same. But they thing. still haven't owned up to mycoplasma fermentins. That they're they, not going to. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is, is is mycoplasma fermentins is a safe bi biological But engine. we have the patent showing they were trying to develop as a weapon all through the 80s and exactly. 90s. Exactly. But the point I'm making is, is, is and, and for veterans out there, I'll tell you, if you were at Camp Lejeune, you were at Fort McClellan, you were in Vietnam, you were anywhere near the Gulf or Afghanistan, uh, you've got more chemicals in you in addition to all the things they shot you up with. Um, you're full of chemicals. And the only way the VA is ever going to be made to, and the federal government's going to be made to pay for using all of this, is if you actually go and make a suit and fight it all the way to the end. Um, you know, methyl bromide is, is like Roundup. And Roundup in this country, is, we're the only third or first world country that still uses Roundup and glyphosate. It's, it's been outlawed. Even in Mexico, glyphosate's been outlawed for that very reason. And, uh, but back to the, the two doctors and their discussion, uh, something that I noticed that made a whole lot of sense to me is uh, Dr. Wog is, goes into uh, transposition and how transposition is a driver. It's, it's a bodily function how that is the driver of human adaption. And, and they still don't know how it all works. And, and regardless of, of what scientists say they can do, such as gene splicing and adding things in and all of these other things, there's a lot of things they can't do and they don't know. And there's no real science being done to sort it out. 
Well, when, when you don't know, you invent an eight-syllable Latin word and you start using that. That's that's basically their, their M.O. Uh, yeah, well, that's the M.O. of the snake, a, a snake oil salesman. That's exactly, too. and that, I think it's pictured on the video. That was yeah, the cover of the video. And, and, you know, I was talking with Debbie yesterday or day before about this very same thing, that, um, you know, if somebody's got something to sell and it's just a mix of common stuff, and it, for instance, uh, let's say somebody puts vitamin C, vitamin D, um, ginger, and turmeric into a capsule. Well, they're not going to say, go to your kitchen and put this together. What they're going to say is, we've got these fantastic ingredients, and they'll give them Latin names. And they'll put the Latin names on the bottle. That's what they do all the time. And, go into any supermarket. And it costs it cost them a nickel to make that entire bottle of pills. And they'll sell it for 60 bucks. That's the bullshit behind this whole system. And, and that is just scratching the surface as to how corrupt and how much bullshit there is and, and how the, the lack of real science is there. you got to go back to the... <laughs> You know, it's got nothing to do with uh, microbiology, but you got to go back to cl the clergy plan, uh, to the union of uh, Stan Standard Oil, Rock the Rockefellers, and I.G. Farben in the 20s. Uh, you bet. They I. G. cut Farben it all up. Boys. Standard said, well, do the oil, you do the drugs. And, and World War II meant nothing to them. They just threw that. that, that and and, and they, they reconstituted. I.G. Farben reconstituted right after the war. None of the, none of the executives were really punished. Uh, they had their own trial. And, uh, yeah, they reconstituted as five little companies. And, and as, as the European Union. Right. Uh, they, World Economic Forum. The Bilderbergs. And, and the, from the Bilderbergs, we went to the World Economic Forum. Uh, Prince Bernard who, of uh, the Netherlands was, was one of the big movers and shakers at the time for that. But that's what you're looking at. These guys, they have no intention. First of all, they want to tra replace you with an Asiatic Negroid race because they feel it'll be easier to control and they'll make more friends among the, uh, the colored races uh, than you white people. And uh, they, 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 they may not be trying to kill you, but if you end up dead, that's a desirable side effect. With you. You know, that's, that's the side effect they're looking for. If they can't control you, they want to right. kill you. Well, I, the, the first priority is making a robot out of you, and we're going to get into that too. But uh, let's first discuss uh, Dr. Purnima uh, and, uh, and Dr. Merritt. Now, Dr. Purnima is, is saying that uh, uh, what she's seeing and she can't find any, any viruses or any, any, any evidence of anything they're saying they have. And, and, and her and her colleagues uh, is junk, garbage, detritus. Uh, she said that there's, uh, she's not even sure that an RNA, uh, an RNA uh, a factor even exists in this vaccine. Right, they can't right. find it. They, they've tested 75 human sa samples and 2,000 samples of, of vaccines. And, uh, and right. all they're finding is heavy metals. Right, heavy metals, and our favorite heavy metal, reduced graphene oxide. Uh, that's what uh, these guys in Latin America are finding, these scientists, uh, Coloma. Uh, I mean, in all different shapes and forms, but it's, 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 it's all graphene oxide. Uh, and, and on that note, just to throw a quick one in here for you, I got thinking about that because the other thing that all of these viruses are made from 
is a product called hydrogel. They all have hydrogel. That's what she said, right, right. Yeah. Okay, hydrogel is the carrier. It's a water-based gel. Um, now, if you take hydrogel and you mix enough graphene oxide with it, it's going to be like a gel, uh, an unset jello on a table. It's just kind of half set. Now, if it's got graphene oxide in it, what color is it going to be? Black, no. What's it going to be looking like sitting on a table? Black goo. Hey, hydrogel, graphene oxide, black goo. Well, I hate to tell you people, but that's what they're being, that's what you're being injected with, this black goo. Uh, Alec Newwald sent me an article yesterday. He doesn't even know what we're working on, I don't think. Uh, I did post the Dr. Lee Merritt video and Purnima Wow video on, on Twitter. But we hadn't discussed it yet. No, no, not at all. And not I at all. hadn't posted anything other than your Twitter and post. And he sent me the latest article on, on the black go. And it's graphene oxide. Uh, and it goes, through, it goes through how they discovered this like 10 years ago, and it was supposed to be the new miracle. Uh, they were going to make elevators into space and... and, and uh, indestructible condoms, uh, you name it. This was what they are going to make. Everything was going to be made out of graph, uh, graphene oxide. And, uh, ten years later... Uh, we ain't seeing nothing. Yeah, you don't hear nothing about it. Except it's, in the vaccine. Except in the vaccine. Uh, there's something... I, I keep beating on the same bush, but uh, there's something about this world today that's more spiritual than it is... Uh, scientific uh at least the science that we go by uh this this cartesian reality we live in uh i've watched the whole world I, I, well not the whole world but i've watched americans turn ugly in the last couple of years uh to the point where they wanted to put those that weren't taking back uh, didn't want to take this experimental injection uh in concentration i think 30 percent of the vaccinated wanted us and concentration camps uh, they wanted all our rights taken away our social security that's so you know when uh, I see all these people on Twitter posting about this one died that one died and I'm so am I supposed to be sad no no I, every time I hear one of them died I smile I smile because you know what you just said that to my face I'd have killed you myself uh, but I'm getting sidetracked here the, the, the push the push to, 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 for this vaccine, quote-unquote, is the fact that when they use certain frequencies, and it's been proven that bacteria uh, can be controlled through frequencies. Uh, and what I saw in 2016 when I went through this is they weren't really looking to create biological weapons. Uh, they weren't really looking to cure anybody, that's for sure. They'd like with that CRESPR to be able to splice genes, but they didn't really know how to do it. I mean, uh, no, they, 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 they put the SMA1, which is the, uh, the, the enzyme that's uh, secreted by Seracio marcescens, and it does the work. It, 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 it eats the DNA and it's, it ends up splicing it whatever way it wants. It's like Dr. Pumira said, they, they throw a bunch of crap against the wall, and whatever sticks, it's, you know, that's, that's their science. Uh, and she goes into to physics and, and the, 
the degradation of physics, uh, the study of physics, how we've gotten away from Schumann and the Germans, and, and, and now we're in this quantum world where if, if you're not a believer, well, then you, you don't believe in well, science. Well, she comes right out and says it. Everything is frequency and, and uh, electromagnetism. Right. Uh, you know, this is Telsa. Tesla, uh, Tesla was the one that started it, and, and just like Royal Rife, they, they suppressed everything, uh, every bit of work that he did. Well, Royal Rife built his own microscope that they supposedly didn't even have, and then he starts doing things that they didn't want anybody looking at. He's lucky, he said, did they kill him? I don't even know what the whole Well, he was, he was celebrated um, in the 1920s. I've seen pictures of him in his old age being celebrated by a room full of doctors, 40, 50 doctors. The guy made Einstein look like the retarded kid on the block. And, and so what happens was we get Rockefeller, the American Medical Association comes together. We've got all of these different medical groups that say, we can't do this. Now, this is my paraphrasing behind the scenes, but they're saying we can't do that. We can't heal people. We can't have something as easy as a radio tuner that will heal people because that would close our entire Put industry. Put IG Flubbin out of business. You it's, can't do that. And it's the same reason. That, so we can't have anything but gas cars. Right? Then you put Standard Oil out of business. We can't have free energy because then Standard Oil and all the big oil companies and everybody are going to go out of business. So Tesla, Royal Rife, and, and I'm sure there were many, 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 many others. And Bill, Royal Rife has a book, right, with all these free, it's a huge book. Right? There's actually several books out there. Um, and one of them does purport to have his uh, specific notes. I, I had it. I used to have it on the downloads, like 400 I, I, pages. I've got several downloads. Well, maybe we can include the link for one for, uh, with uh, this post. And, and the thing about that, that entire system of, of thinking is mainstream science did not pick up the ball. They suppressed it, just like with Tesla. But everybody listening to us today can go to the Internet, look up Royal Rife, look up the, the Rife frequencies, and they will find that there are people, biologists, doctors, dentists, scientists, real, people doing real science with real microscopes, um, that have carried on this work. Same with Tesla. There, there are people that are still conducting experiments trying to replicate what Tesla did without his notes. Uh, and it's the same with Royal Wright. But I, I learned many, many, many years ago when I was sitting in a, uh, an electronic space, lots of analog equipment around, radio receivers, radio transmitters, and so on, just so people don't know, just tell them where you, you were mil your military background and communications. I was, uh, my first 13 years in the military, I was a cryptologist by trade. I started out um, looking at American adversaries' radio signals. And very shortly into that work, maybe a year in, I went into R&D, which meant that if there was a new radio signal, whether any type of signal that came across the airwaves and it wasn't coming from a known American transmitter, it was fair game to determine what and how that signal was put together. 
and what, if anything, it was communicating. Now, that took a lot of equipment back in those days. Nowadays, you can do everything I did on a, on a laptop computer or a cell phone as long as you have an antenna. But beside the point, I learned early on that if you put a low-frequency signal down in the range of 2 or 3 hertz, something your ears can't hear, into an antenna, and you crank the gain up, meaning you put the power to the antenna, it will physically make someone sick. You'll get sick to your stomach. I proved it time and time again to uh, new people that would come into our shop. I would, I would set up a system and I would show them how this particular frequency range will make you have a bellyache. This one will make you have a headache. This one will make you feel really, really good. And, and so that was my experience early on with the rife frequencies. Once I started, the internet came about and I really started studying it, everything came together. It makes more sense that we are electromagnetic beings as is our individual cell structure, electromagnetic, because we respond to electromagnetism. And that's how the thing works. But there are points for instance, the transposition within the body, the exiposes and, and all the different things these two doctors were talking about. Well, transpondence, and those are jump, <laughs> jumping genes. That's uh... Well, that's the point, is the jumping genes are, they don't have a handle on why and how they, they no do idea. it. And that's where what you were just saying comes into play. The spiritual <laughs> side of this there, there is a spiritual side that has been suppressed in, in medicine for at least 500 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, if you look, they knew about bacteria uh, a thousand years ago and the Indian texts and stuff, the Vedas and stuff. Uh, uh, there, there's mention of bacteria. Uh, so they knew about it without microscopes. They knew about it because, uh, you know, they, 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 they a lot of the things you're being told you need... Uh, including these computers and cell phones we're also fond of. You don't. Uh, your brain is, uh, is a more complicated and better machine than anything they can build. Well, that, that takes me right back to what I was saying, and I've said it many times. Our DNA is our genetic computer. Well, that's what she's talking about, too, uh, where, where it, it can imprint on water. There's been experiments done by that by French scientists exactly. and Russian scientists exactly. that I... Those have been scrubbed, basically, from the Internet, too. Uh, anything that's of any value is, is getting scrubbed. I want, it seems seemingly when I mention it or when we mention it in our, our pieces, it gets scrubbed right away. You know, I, 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 I like to brag. I'm responsible for, for rewriting more Wikipedia uh, uh, posts than uh, anybody in the world. Uh, I, I, what, what, what Bill is talking about is this, uh, the jumping genes, the transpondence, which is a, a set, a genetic set of information, can jump from one part of the body to another. They're called jumping genes. And there's another kind. This is just the strand of information. That's called the plasmid. Now, what Dr. Pumira says is that the, they, they, they've mastered using these plasmids uh, which, you know, they used to jump all over the body. Now, now they, they, they can use them to deliver certain things. But what I saw in my studies is they were looking to build 
a self-assembling nano uh, system in the human body, in the bloodstream. Uh, they started writing papers about this about maybe 13, 14 years ago. In all the uh, American Association of Universities, and I'm sure uh, at Cambridge and Oxford, they were right right there too. I'm, I'm not from England. I, I didn't go that deep to, to look at what they were doing. I just know that if it says American Association uh, of Universities, it probably should be burned down to the ground, and most of the, most of the students in it uh, quarantined and put put in camps uh, to see what you know what kind of humans they are. Because uh, they're, not, they're being taught to be predators, not humans. Well, I'm waiting for the uh, Dr. Merritt's uh, scalar for dummies. She's, she's doing a lot of study on scalar waves at the moment. Um, that, would, that will be an important piece of work for the kids that are in high school today. Because if it, if it refutes 90% of what we know that's being taught today in, in high schools and in colleges, then that will be a big step toward heading, hitting the, um, the change that needs to be made from the, the bullshit uh, uh, statistical studies and statistical science which they use, well, this program did this, and this one did this, and this one did this, and they mash all the numbers together, and then they come up with something to what actually should be done with a microscope and observation. Right. There, there, she, there was a word for that she was using, too. Uh, uh, they're skipping the lab work, and they're letting the computer do the lab work. And uh, it's called genome sequencing or bioinformatics. That's, uh, what, that's what it is, bioinformatics. Right, and, and, and t t basically these, t t the people working with that stuff, they know less than I know right here talking to you, okay? The computer does everything for them. Uh, they, they, they don't even know what they're doing, most of these people are so compartmentalized. She talks about whole labs working on making a, a little a nematode or a roundworm. They, they, they made its tail glow or its butt glow. And the whole, and, and like there's like 50 people working in the lab cheering this on. And she's like, what are we doing? Are we four-year-old children or are we scientists? So, so, so the worm's butt glows. Who cares? You know? And this is, this is where, this is where your, your grants and your tax money goes to. I like, we should bring, bring that in. Yeah. Bingo. Yes. Um, the, the, and, and one of the, the key phrases that I think uh, she makes in her commentary is that the money comes to those who do what the government wants because the government is the ones doing the grants or these big corporations and, and philanthropic organizations behind um, you know all these people with their big money. So if you don't go along to get along, her phrase, uh, you're not going to get money. You're going to be shut down. They're going to close your lab because the college isn't going to get their endowment. You're not going to get the grant. So you're going to lose your job. That's why these people are doing this shit. I, I know a lot of you hate Eisenhower because a lot of you are, uh, you know, uh, really sympathetic to the Germans. And no doubt about it, Eisenhower killed himself a lot of Germans after the war. But 
in his military-industrial co- uh, complex speech, he, he nails the whole thing down for everybody. Uh, he talks about just what Bill just said. Uh, the, this, the, 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 the danger of allowing uh, this stuff to all be uh, uh, constituted together and then, and then funded by the government. You, you, what happens is, is, is you lose the guy who's working in his, his shed or in his garage, and, and that's how all the great inventions were made. Uh, and they're just they're, they're using dogma and, and, and they're repeating each it's like flatulence uh, they, 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 one farts and the other one breathes deeply and calls it brilliant uh, they're, not, they're not using science anymore uh, they're supposed to be using Koch postulates with this uh, I'll tell you what Koch postulates are it's, it's four rules a microorganism must be identified in individuals affected by disease but not in healthy individuals Two, the microorganism can be isolated from the diseased individual and grown in a culture. Three, when introduced to a healthy individual, this is the one they don't do, the cultured microorganism should cause disease. Four, the microorganism must then be re-isolated from the experimental host and found to be original to the, to the original, then identical to the original microorganism. This has gone out the window. Uh, if you're not using conscious postulates, you're not doing science. These, these, these guys you see on TV, even, even the alternative media, man. That's, this is why I, 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 I settled on, 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 on Dr. Lee Merritt, like a, like a, a bee settling on a flower. Uh, she was the only one making sense to me with my own background and knowing a little bit about microbiology. The rest of them, you know what? They're all bluffing. They're all bluffing. And the second somebody starts talking about what they saw in an electron microscope, tell them to go away. You know, because they, they, didn't see, they didn't see any virus in an electron microscope. My own suspicion is it's L-form bacteria. I mean, they discovered this uh, in the 30s. It's, it's, a, it's a, 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 it can come in lots of forms, but it has no cell wall. And uh, they cr- were created in the lab. And then all of a sudden, everything went uh, deep black on it, uh, like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. But they were doing work with it. And uh, they were trying probably, she goes through this too. Unless you can weaponize something, you're not getting a government grant. Uh, The the, the NIH ain't giving you money unless they figure there can be, something can be weaponized. And if you go look on people like Charles Lieber's website, you'll see who was, uh, who was uh, that's the guy who got uh, caught uh, running the lab in Wuhan, China, and making the uh, neural network, injectable neural networks. Uh, he was uh, from Harvard. He's, uh, he's looking at the uh, prison for the rest of his life, supposedly. But this, these things are still being carried on in Harvard. Uh, I told you, you burn Harvard to the ground, man. Uh, the police should raid the place and arrest everybody there if we had any real police, which we don't anymore. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Well, I'm just thinking that uh, the entire system and, and many, many doctors, scientists, uh, smart people on this planet are, are very aware of how corrupt the system is how people are being bluffed or blackmailed, one or the other, 
into following a system that has no end. If, if we're talking about the pharmaceutical industry, for instance, uh, they don't make money if they cure something. And the only time they're going to make any money is if they keep having you knock on the door and say, give me my pills, give me my shots. Um, it's all about marketing. It's, it's the great snake oil salesman of the 21st century. And, and they have the money to be able to take that money and grease the skids at NIH, at CDC, anywhere else in the federal government they want to, including the FBI, the IRS, and its 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, all of these things, if you follow the money, comes back to the same people. That's what she kept saying too throughout the, uh, and she, she traces it back to the the the, uh, the outbreaks in 1918 uh, with the, uh, the, the that flu there that killed uh, millions of people. And thinking that they had had isolated the flu virus, which of course they hadn't done. They they've never isolated a virus. A virus is strictly uh, it's like an atom. It's a theoretical thing, and neither exists. Uh, this this is a hologram. Uh, Bell Bell won the no, a prize for Nobel Physics in the, the 30s for showing that it was wave only. Newman, von Neumann went by wave only. Uh, Hugh Everett III was wave only, and Schrod Schrodinger uh, later on in his life, the guy responsible for the wave occasion, would only do wave only physics. Uh, the atom is a bluff. I've said that before. There's only such thing. Uh, the only real atom is is a is a Gabor atom, which is a, a fluctuating frequency, uh, tiny fluctuating free frequency. Uh, but uh, they they they're bluffing you into taking an injection that's meant to either turn you into a robot, which has been their dream. I I can trace it back 15 years in the papers. They're right. I go read. Uh, the blood of Christ painted blue. I talk about all this stuff. I talk about plasmids. I talk about transpondins. And I talk about CRESPR and, uh, Cresper and uh, what, what they're doing with this stuff and what they're saying they can do with it. And uh, I never could find any evidence that any of it was proven. Uh, like with the CRESPR, they give a, a, an example of one girl who had leukemia and she was almost dead and she went into remission. Okay, that's one case, you know. Uh, uh, a faith healer could have done the same freaking thing. Bingo, there's a lot. <laughs> you, know? you know, faith healers can do that. <laughs> Immediate remission. You on her head. You are healed, sister. And she got up and walked sister, rise, just as well. Rise just as from well. your chair. Just as yeah. well. Uh-huh, I know. So Especially if you're only using one or two samples, right? Right, right. Well, that's, what, that's the thing. They, yeah. They're only using one or two. Yeah. They, they can only give you one or two examples of what yeah. they, they accomplished with this. And when I was doing the, the VA... Uh, claims as a uh, county service officer, I read thousands of NIH studies because that's what the VA uses as a basis of whether something is caused by something else are these types of studies. And I read so much and saw so much bullshit in the studies. The, uh, their statistical analysis was crazy. Um, their, their levels the, to indicate causality were crazy. 
Uh, and common sense does, in some cases, prevail. I've, I sat before numerous judges and had presented them with two and three hundred page research papers and they had read the papers and immediately found against the United States government in favor of the veterans because common sense can still prevail, especially if you show how all of their statistical science is not science at all. It makes no sense. Well, that's that's why um, I, I, I this morning I couldn't even do this. We were supposed to do it this morning. I, I it's bad stomach pains. Maybe we were using some Royal Rift science on me or something. <laughs> but uh, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I felt this is so important. Uh, I, we want to get this out there to you. Yeah, this is very important. They're going to keep pushing you to take the, the, this this injection or that injection. Do not let them inject you with anything. Uh, these are dangerous, uh, dangerous individuals at this point. Uh, and, uh, you know, the COVID story collapsed around them. They'll have to find something else. Uh, and it comes down to it, like maybe a tenth of the people uh, died of COVID, and they all had, uh, they all had other, other problems uh, that died from the frickin' vaccine. And that's just like, uh, that's going by Harvard statistics, which... Uh, uh, actually, no. Harvard, Harvard said uh, they say there's thirty thousand uh, bacteria, uh, vaccine deaths, but uh, Harvard said it's at least that's only ten percent. So there's at least three hundred thousand. Uh, they can't find three hundred thousand people in all the world that died of COVID. Uh, if you let them inject you with this stuff, you got you're getting what you got coming, man. Right. They've been learning to. They've been trying to figure out how they can control you with with these frequencies for, for years and years now. Uh, that's we haven't why even gotten into 5G yet. Well, 5G is a short signal, like you said, and, and it can be used inter, inter, inter body to, to for these 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 these, these little uh, uh, graphene oxide nanobots, nanobots uh, to a self assemble within your blood your bloodstream, and now they hijack you. Uh, uh, that's what Dr. Charles Lieber was doing. Now they can hijack your brain. They inter they, they 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 form their own neural networks. They cross the blood brain barrier and and they form their own neural networks so to overcome your current neural network, based upon the input frequencies from outside of your body. Um, very similar to what the body does anyway. Just now, it's it's somebody with a nefarious purpose doing so. You, you can tell we're on the porch. We got thunder. Yeah, you hear the thunder in the background? <laughs> rainy day in Tennessee. So not like a rainy day in Georgia. Yep. Yep. Maybe one something thing, like it. One thing I really wanted to bring up, though, and, and I, do, I do trust Dr. Merritt in, in a lot of ways because she makes really good sense and backs up what she has to say. But in her studies, they have yet to find a way to aerosolize oh, these things. Oh, great. I, well, the, these, I should put that in the notes. These <laughs> biological weapons that they have to give you a vaccine for, are they're incapable of getting the volume, I guess, of those into your system through aerosols. So they have to inject you. This is that's that this is I wanted to bring this point up. Now another thing you study was uh, Dr. Kurt Blom uh, and the Japanese. 
they use biological warfare. They couldn't aerosolize these things properly. Uh, they had to, what they had to use is uh, the Japanese went to insects. They took the dropping bombs of insects on the Chinese, uh, biting insects. Uh, uh, but they were never used effectively in a war. Uh, because they, they, they can't aerosolize it. And, and they so they have, have to use vectors like... Now they're using insects. Now they're saying they're going to use insect mosquitoes. drones. Yeah, mosquitoes, yeah. yeah. But uh, they, they, they can't do this. They're trying to tell you they do this. Uh, you think if they could, they would have wiped out... They, they would have, we would still be seeing plagues, okay? Uh, they would have wiped out three-quarters of the population by now if they could do it, do it with the disease. Because believe me, they don't like you. You, you. you know, you're messing up their golf courses, you're messing up their beaches, and they complain you were messing up the, you're messing up Amsterdam and the Netherlands too, the little prince that wants you there anymore. Just, just make sure that you take the trash on your way out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the doctors were very good all the way through, I thought. And, and they made a lot of significant points with regard to uh, both science and medicine, or the science of medicine as well. But there's a lot more to go into con concerning the things that they were bringing up. She discussed the importance of vitamin D, too. Uh, a lot of you are taking D, D, D3 supplements and yeah. stuff. I do myself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, she mentions that there's a... Uh, there's a couple of the co co of uh, valence or something you're supposed to take with them like K two, um, zinc, magnesium. Th those were other ones that were brought up. More importantly, in that same discussion, and they brought up monkeypox. Actually, they started with smallpox. They started discussing smallpox, and think about pox. Pox is. A, a, a blister, a boil, a papule on your skin that is filled with toxic junk that your body's trying to get rid of. Now, if you have really bad nutrition and your body is not able to eliminate that uh, toxin from the bloodstream or from the lymphatic system through your kidneys and your liver, and on out through the, the end of the digestive tract, how else is it going to come out? It's going to come out through the skin. And so you take a look at people who got smallpox. Well, when there was a smallpox epi epidemic, what kind of nutrition did they have? What kinds of, of food shortages were there? Who was it that was getting it? Were, it was it the people who could only get potatoes and they were surviving on potatoes 364 days a year except when the king had a feast uh, or in the case of those who have questionable um, backgrounds and lifestyles I guess is uh, the LGTBQAXYZ community for instance uh, the, the folks that are most likely to get a pox of any sort have issues with their nutrition. They have issues with toxins that they put into their system to enhance their lifestyle. Well, don't you think those poisons 
knowing that the body is fearfully and wonderfully made, <laughs> to quote a phrase, um, don't you think the body's going to start pushing that shit out? And it becomes a pox. It becomes spots on your skin. Good thing for chicken pox, kids at three, four years old. It's good that they get that. The body says, oh, I've got all these toxins in here. It's time to get rid of them. And then maybe when you're 12 or 13, you get a bunch more toxins in your system and you wind up with big acne boils on your back or whatever. That's just the body eliminating toxins. And I've seen it time and time again in my own self. You get a cut, it gets infected. That infection is nothing more than trash that got into the system that the body's trying to get rid of. And, and they, they made some really good points with all of that. Uh, in, in reference to what Bill's saying, uh, try to name a king or a queen of that smallpox, or a princess, or, or a prince. They, they were always the beautiful people, right? Well, I, I study Japanese samurais, and there was, was one samurai he, was, he challenged to become the shogun, you know, the head samurai. But he had a really hard time of it because he was looked down upon. Because in his childhood, he had had smallpox. And smallpox was considered a disease of the commoners. So the rest of the, the samurai said he couldn't have royal blood because he got smallpox. <laughs> you know? That goes to show. The di it's a dietary thing. It may even be hereditary. Uh, but uh, the, the, the diets, like they talked about the milkmaid and stuff like that, but they, they, if you're drinking milk, I don't. I'm I'm lactose intolerant. But if you're drinking milk, you're getting your proper nutrients. Uh, well, sort of. If you're drinking raw milk. Well, that's what the milkmaids would be drinking. Wouldn't yes, it? back then. Yeah. yeah, and that that was legendary because they never got smallpox. You know. Uh, I just wanted I, I wanted to point that out. I thought that was funny. Anybody, I was that's, that story. anybody that's drinking store milk today is drinking something that's processed just as much as your, your local salami or pastrami. Um, they took all of the vitamin D out of processed milk as soon as they started homogenizing it. Um, all of the good bacteria in milk goes away as soon as they pasteurized it, regardless of whether it was 110 or 120 degrees. They, the only way milk is any good is fresh out of the animal, whether it be a cow, a goat, a sheep, a camel, you name it. Um, that's the only time that milk has any real nutritional value other than fat. Anyway, that, that's my nutritional take for today. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was uh, thinking that we might want to um, discuss a little bit about uh, Fitzgerald and Gould. Oh yeah, yeah. I almost forgot. Uh, I got. A, I, I did. The, I gave them a review for it. Um, I read you the review. But they've come out with a new book. It's called The Valediction. Uh, the first book was called The Valediction, but uh, the, the second one is uh, The Valediction Resurrection. All right, I think it just came out in July. Now, this book goes through everything we always talk about. And for you Christians out there, I think it will be a, a real good lesson in Christian mysticism for you. Because, uh... Hint, hint. Go ahead, Bill. 
No, I was saying hint, hint to our listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be advertising this book because I get, I get a lot of that from the Christian, uh, my Christian readers. I don't have a lot of Christian readers, uh, but they can't uh, identify with some of the stuff I'm saying. Uh, now, Fitzgerald is an Irish Catholic Christian, and uh, he's extremely well schooled in the occult. I mean, he knows about things. I was shocked. Uh, I wrote it. What did I write about it? Let me let me get this review up for you. But go ahead, Bill. You read the book too. Yeah, I did. And and one of the things that struck me all the way through the book was um, Paul tracking his genetics, his family, his culture, back to Ireland, early Ireland. And I've done the same thing with my own family. I've got a lot of Scots and a lot of English in my family. As a matter of fact, I traced uh, one of my bloodline back to Richard III today. One of his daughters married into one of my families. But the last thousand years of my family history that is recorded is very, very similar to his. And Debbie, my wife, has the same kind of family history, except hers is Scotland and Ireland. And when we were in England, we were living in northern England, Debbie asked if we could go up to Scotland to see where her family came from. And her story is very similar. We went to the town that uh, her family was from, or, or the nearest town, because the actual homestead from back in the 1200s is nothing more than three houses on a piece of land with a manor house. You got three houses for the servants and a manor house. Uh, we went from there to the castle that the family, her family, was allied with and has been allied with for a thousand years. And she broke down and cried. Genetic memory. This is where the mysticism comes in, yes. Well, that's what Fitzgerald uh, talks about throughout his book. It's it's a genetic, he's driven to do this. Right, and and I've seen it. It's like a salmon swimming upstream. It's it's in our genetics. And it was funny because we were at the castle and it's just a ruin in, at this point. It's, you know, a couple-story ruin, but it's a ruin nonetheless. And we were standing on the hill the castle's on, and she was looking across the river, and there's a field across the river, and then there's a town. And she broke down and cried because at 12 years old, she had a dream of standing and looking at a castle across from a river. And it was the exact same thing, just a, she was standing in 180 degrees different position. She was looking right at where she was looking at the castle from when she was 12 years old. Um, and, and her family, there's a history of, of the females in the, in the family being seers and, and knowing things. And that's my wife's experience. My experience, the first time I was in England, I was tracking my family, and I happened to be stationed in a, in a part of England, in North Yorkshire, where my family goes back a thousand years. 
not just one family, my uh, father's family, but my mother's family, my grandfather's family. Both of them go back a thousand years to the very neighborhood I was living in. I gotta love being on the porch. Uh, and, and, you know, there are castles and records that my, show that my ancestors gave this much money to this priory and they set up this hospital in this town and this guy was a sheriff back in 1240 of London and all these different things. And, and so we're compelled because of the DNA genetic memory I feel we're, just as you were saying, we're compelled to revisit these things that are important from our past and our culture. And not, not only that, to carry on the quest that, that our ancestors uh, uh, were on. I, I think that's one of the reasons that that's, a lot of us are not affected by all the shit they're doing to us. Uh, We've got our, something more important, too. Our, and our genetics are stronger than their, their science. Uh, our DNA will not uh, submit to their cockneyed science. Uh, that's a big part of the Great Awakening. Is, is That's why only certain people are awakening, and, and others are one they just, they might as well talk to a chair. Uh, anyway, your, your review of their work, I just gave my history that parallels theirs, um, visiting sites and meeting people and, and hearing stories about ancient family. Well, I feel I got to go back to Europe. I, I, I said this is going to end in Europe. It started in Europe, and it's going to end in Europe. I, and I made that statement uh, three years ago when I was in Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands. Uh, let me give you my review. I'll read it to you. What do you get when you mix a thousand-year-old hereditary feud, bloodlines, Oliver Stone, the holographic paradigm, and Christian mysticism? You get the valediction resurrection. Seldom am I impressed with a professional writer's knowledge of the occult, but move over, Umberto Echo. Goulden Fitzgerald will teach you how to play this harp. I was astounded by the depth of Mr. Fitzgerald's understanding of the hidden currents that carry this world to an ass of yet unknown destiny. By the time he got to the Tatha D, entities which I am intimately acquainted with, but I call the jinn, and the importance of courts for time travel, I had to slow down to reading only 30 to 40 pages a day because that's the way I read when I am taking mental notes. The book belongs in any good occult library, and I have already begun recommending it to my Christian readers, as I'm doing right now, uh, who are tr tr have trouble associating the very real unseen world with the artificial dogma they've been inculcated with for generations. The Valediction Resurrection is a must-read for every Christian with a three-digit IQ. I may just read it myself again. Well done. Well done. Good, good all the way around. Um, it certainly fits the book. Well, the problem with Christianity is, is, is not really... Uh, you know, I might disagree with my best writer, but uh, it's, it's the fact that it's been neutered, man. Yeah, it's, no shit. <laughs> Um, everything about Christianity has been funneled into the control mechanism. The mind control mechanism, that's all it is now. And, and it's, it's been... But it wasn't always like that. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. The Cathars and the Gnostics, and, and we, you know, we can go down the list of all of these different groups that were 
Christian or somewhat Christian, maybe considered Christian today because they had a consideration of a live Messiah. But the, the point there being is they were all put out of business. They were that way of thinking of, of nature. They were exterminated. Uh, the Catholics were exterminated, literally. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, and so that fight for what Christianity means, because it was a fight, he who has the most might won the fight. That's what it comes down to. And that's exactly what happened in the Albanian Crusades. Uh, they brought in the northern French warlords and the German warlords and... Uh, wasn't much of a wasn't much of a they call it the Albigensian Crusade, but it was pretty one-sided crusade. Sure it was. Uh, you know these guys were blooded warriors, and then most of them couldn't even read. They were princes and stuff, but they couldn't read. All they knew how to do was swing a sword, and that's what they did. One guy complained to the Pope. He says, uh, "You know, I, I, how are we how are we supposed to keep killing these are our own countrymen and women, children? You want us to keep just killing them all?" And the Pope Innocent III answered them. Uh, in a letter, he said, kill them all, let God sort them out. Uh, and that's what they did. You can fast forward 800 years now. Uh, and we're still doing it. And uh, you get into the, the, the heresy of the Templars, which is what Fitzgerald and Gould get into in the book and uh, how it plays out uh, with these 800 years. Uh, actually, Umberto Eco wrote a book, too, A Foucault's Pendulum. Uh, about a 700-year plan for 700-year plan for revenge, uh, but uh, I, I I didn't much like Umberto Eco's book. And when Oliver Stone was asked to read it, he didn't much like it either. He couldn't even read it. Uh, so uh, that's another thing that you'll find. Oliver Stone is one of the principal characters in their book. I've had some dealings with his son. Sean, as a matter of fact, he just emailed me this morning. I got to show you that. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, these guys are as high as you go in, uh, in Scottish Rites Masonry, which is about as high as you go in uh, organized occult. Oh, there's other groups, but are they human or not? Maybe not. Uh, I strongly suggest, and we'll put a link to, in this post to it, you go to their website and you buy the damn book, particularly if you're Christian. Particularly if you're Christian and you're having trouble with some of the things I say. I understand that you are. I mean... Uh, or you're experiencing things in your life that, that your pastor or your preacher isn't, isn't even inclined to, to start a discussion on. Right, they won't discuss things like demonic possession and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. That's, uh, that's in the realm of the Jesuits, actually. They're the only ones that will actually yeah. talk seriously with you about um, it. Uh, they'll agree that there are such things, but to discuss anything <laughs> beyond the fact that there are, is possession and there's demons and, and other things that we don't know about, um, other than, yeah, they're there, they don't want to talk about it because that, that means that they are not in control. God's exactly. Not in, God's not in control. Right. Exactly. <coughs> That's. I, I think one of the greatest lines is. Uh, there's some great lines in rock songs. One of the great lines is Led Zeppelin. The sky is filled with good and bad that mortals never know. So, <laughs> I'll leave you with that. Uh, 
I think we did our hour. We, we got an hour in, Bill? Okay. I, I don't want to stretch your uh, uh, attention spans. I don't, uh, after an hour, I don't want to hear anything either. So, uh, listen to this interview with Dr. Premier and, and Dr. Merritt. And uh, I, we didn't even cover half of it. I mean, it would be, it's, it's, a, it's two hours, and, and it's worth every two hours you're going to put into it's it. It's worth every minute, yes. Yeah. So just do it. And, uh, and let us know in the comment section. We're going to run a comment section, and uh, you tell me what you think. I got people out there like Anwan, and, and I, she already I sent it to her. She loved it. Uh, she's probably more of an expert on COVID than any of these idiots you're watching. Uh, you're looking at it in the, uh, in the alternative media that are mainstream, supposedly. Uh, she's the one that told me about the electron microscope. Okay, I'm going to cut it here. It's starting to pour. Um, goodbye from stormy Crossville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.